Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Pay Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. Jessica Quaz is still away for a little bit, working on some things, uh, and I've been doing a rotation of various guests on the show. Really excited for this episode because I'm doing my first ever panel, uh, the most guests I've ever had on the podcast before, because we are going to get down and dirty uh, ranking the Muppet movies. And before we go too much into it i will specify these are the eight theatrically released movies because obviously there's tons of holiday specials direct-to-video tv shows like this is a franchise that's been on for you know like half a century now and we're just uh that w- it would take forever to rank all of that and no one has seen all the things uh and if you have please message me because i'm very interested um <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we have a panel of guests to discuss it as we go through our ranking. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and let the guests introduce themselves one by one. Uh, but first off, thank you guys all for being on the podcast. I appreciate you coming on. And go ahead and start introducing yourselves. Uh, my name is Mark Lindquist. Uh, my favorite Muppet movie is the original The Muppet Movie. Uh, my favorite Muppet is a tie, actually, between Miss Piggy and Dr. Teeth. Um, and most recently, um, I work on a segment on Entertainment Buffet called Nowhere to Go, Nothing to Do, uh, and it's just me trying out a lot of stuff for the first time. Uh, you know, keep it interesting. It's throwing knives. It's making pies. You know, and anything in between that. Uh, hi. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to throw it back to us or not. Uh, uh, my name is Paul <laughs> Desmond. Uh, my favorite Muppet movie is The Great Muppet Caper. And my favorite Muppet is Kermit, uh, only kind of by default, because that was my nickname in college. Uh, feel free to ask why later. And um, uh, yeah, I'm, I do a, a YouTube show called Quarantine Kitchen. Uh, you can find me at uh, youtube.com slash Paul Desmond. And uh, full disclosure, I'm not actually a cook or a chef. I'm just a guy in quarantine just trying to put food on the table. And it's just me like making stuff that's around the house. Um, however best I can. So there you go. Uh, hi, my name is Aaron Brokenbow. I am what you would probably call a content producer at this point in my life. Um, my favorite Muppet movie, my favorite Muppet movie, uh, <laughs> it has to be, honestly, the original Muppet movie. I think it's great. Um, my favorite Muppet will have to be uh, Fozzie. I love Fozzie Bear. Um, you can find me on social media at Yeah Aaron, which is Y E A H H A R A N N. I thought of it in high school, so there's <laughs> that. Hi, I'm Marissa Steele. Um, I would have to say that my favorite Muppet movie is the original as well. Uh, I was originally going to put, I originally ranked the um, 2011 one as my favorite because it brought me back to the Muppets, but then I've been rewatching them all this week and the originals just can't, can't get better. Um, and then my favorite is the tie for Muppets is uh, Statler and Waldorf. So <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised none of you guys picked that either. They're my favorite, they're lovely. Um, currently just, you know, trying to be creative in quarantine. Um, so you could just go to my website, marissasteelyourgirl.com um, <laughs> for, anything that i'm doing um making tiktoks learning the piano um nice. trying to stay busy so yeah awesome hey everybody my name is wayne yerke uh, my favorite muppet movie is the muppet christmas carol 
Uh, my favorite Muppet in general, I'm going to go with Animal because he's wild and crazy, and that's what I was as a child, so I related to that totally. Uh, I'm currently the co-host of the podcast Now Showing with Mike and Wayne. It's a film review. Uh, we are on Entertainment Buffet, so you can find us there. And yeah, I do a variety of other content producing, video editing, and just trying to keep myself busy and looking for work like everybody else. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys all for being here. Um, and I guess I should have said uh, my favorite Muppet movie is Muppet Treasure Island. And my favorite Muppet is also Fuzzy Bear. So uh, that was the only Muppet that was the same for two of us and everyone else had different ones. I think that's what's so great is there are so many awesome Muppet characters that like everyone has a favorite. Um, uh, but yeah, before we jump into the ranking, um, what I did uh, was a lot of these movies I hadn't seen since I was, you know, a child and some I hadn't seen at all. So I watched them all uh, in order chronologically from how they were released, just so everyone knows what's in contention. Because if you're wondering why a certain movie wasn't included, uh, as I mentioned before, it's just the ones that were released in theaters. So that includes the original Muppet movie from 1979, The Great Muppet Caper, The Muppets Take Manhattan, The Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, Muppets from Space, the Muppets, the one that came out in 2011, and Muppets Most Wanted that came out in 2014. So uh, there were eight that released in theaters uh, over the last, you know, 40 so years. Uh, it feels like, yeah, it's got to be what, 40 years now, um, something like that uh, math, which we found out before we recorded the podcast is not my strong suit and probably good I got out of banking. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, what I had done to try to, you know, get a, a vote out to the people on, on their ranking was create a form where people would rank from one to eight, eight being best, one at least, posted it on a Muppet fan group on Facebook, some other geek groups, and obviously everyone here on the panel. And uh, I'll just say, because I think it's hilarious, uh, there was a three-way tie for second and a five-way tie for first. So there was really no decisiveness. And then we realized as we were discussing it before we started recording that there may have been issues with some people filling out the form complete opposite of what was intended. And also I may have just done the math wrong when I was trying to add them <laughs> together. So <laughs> what we did was we just took the six of us, redid the form, made sure we all did it right. And this uh, ranking that will go from eight to one is based on us. It did not factor the 50 so people that voted before. So if you voted and you're wondering, uh, I'm sorry, uh, it, it, I thought I made an easy form and I didn't, I messed it up. <laughs> so uh, well, well I'll, maybe I'll just put out another form for fun and see what people vote. Cause I'll be curious the differences, but uh, yeah, we're going to be going, um, as I said, the least, favorited Muppet movie all the way to the best and kind of discussing along the way. So let's go ahead and jump in. Um, the least favorite Muppet movie that uh, came in at number eight was Muppets from Space um, from 1999. Um, Mark, did you just, <laughs> were you yes. I 100% will always call this the worst theatrically released Muppet movie. And it's for one very specific reason. Well, two, actually. Okay. One, they kind of kill the joke 
of uh, Gonzo being a, oh, he's a, a whatever, a whatchamacallit, a blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, he's an alien. That's kind of anticlimactic. And what, uh, the joke's kind of over now. So what's the point of that? And two, my favorite Muppet, Miss Piggy, has very little screen time in that. <laughs> she pops in for like two, maybe three scenes, and then her and Kermit like aren't even like an item really. Like it was just very lackluster. And so I'm again, I always call this one my least favorite. <laughs> Does anyone else feel the same way that they were? Oh, well, obviously through our ranking, this was favored the least. But anyone else have strong opinions like Mark on this one? I agree 100%. When they kind of ruined the whole, what is Gonzo? Whatever. It, it kind of broke my heart. And although I was, <laughs> I was legitimately like, come on now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it, it's not uh, cool. I agree 100% because. <sighs> so, yeah, I, I, I watched this uh, when I was watching them all for the first time since probably grade school um this one and the big thing that stuck out to me about this movie was it's actually the only one that isn't like a musical there's a musical number at the end but it's the only movie that there aren't musical pieces and sets sprinkled throughout the film so that stuck out to me uh as an interesting choice uh and yeah i uh, i i was a little indifferent on the whole gonzo whatever revealing thing because i was like okay well they're trying something different a lot of the other movies are focusing on kermit and obviously like the kermit and piggy stuff but they decided to focus on gonzo and maybe i was a little biased because i think he's like my number two favorite muppet so i kind of liked that he was towards the forefront but uh i just think to me the only thing that was really favorable in this movie was uh I'm pretty sure I, I have the right Muppet, right? The uh, Jeffrey Tambor's uh, kind of assistant uh, character who was a Muppet, uh, I think Bobo the Bear, is that uh, correct? Uh, he had some funny moments. Otherwise, yeah, like this did stick out in comparison to the other ones where uh, it almost felt like maybe this could have just been like some sort of sketch, like what if he's an alien or whatever, or maybe like a little TV special with the fact that this got like a full theatrical release. And then was the last Muppet movie released. Uh, at, so it came out in 99 until 2011. So a long time where I, I think that had a lot to do with, I don't think it did that well. At the it box did office. very poorly at the box office because people didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyone else, strong opinions on Muppets from space? Not necessarily a strong opinion. Uh, I actually, it was pretty forgettable. So I'm kind, of, I'm kind of on board with everything everyone's been saying. But I was just curious because I did not know, Brandon, that you said that Gonzo was your number two Muppet. Like for a movie that features your number two Muppet and to be so low on the list, like what's your reaction to that? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think I personally, when I did the ranking, didn't put it as low. I think I put it somewhere in the middle. Um, I think... I think I kind of liked the idea of them trying to do a movie where it wasn't uh, a musical. Like it, it's, they were clearly trying something different, which I think we could all agree with franchises in general with movies or longstanding properties. The problem is they don't try new things and therefore they kind of just, you know, feel the same. Um, and then especially watching these in order, like the three Muppet movies that came out in the nineties, they did Christmas Carol, Treasure Island. These were, 
long-standing stories already whereas like this one they try to do something original so i i like i appreciated the idea the execution may not have been the best the script may not have been the best but i think that's why i put it somewhere in the middle of my personal ranking uh and also because i love gonzo um i didn't necessarily mind that Kermit and Piggy weren't a heavy item because almost every film they are a heavy item. Uh, so yeah, that was just me. But uh, <laughs> I also oh, have mild beef because it was also at that weird period of time where they kept trying to explain where a lot of things came from. Like Disney had like the Hufflepuff movie, the Tigger movie, and they kept being like, "Hey, remember these uh, properties that have been around for a while? It's like their origin story, kind of." And I'm like, "Did we really need that though?" Like, do we yeah. need another one? I did. <laughs> like, everyone's getting tired of it, and everyone already forgot about it. <laughs> I needed to know what Tigger was from, but that's <laughs> <laughs> that's another but podcast. To be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so strong opinions. Muppets from Space, uh, the number eight Muppet movie. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to number seven, which this was a close uh, with number six for the voting. But it was the last one that came out in theaters, which is Muppets Most Wanted, uh, dropped in 2014. Um, it had Ricky Gervais. It had Tina Fey. It had, uh, I want to say Phil Dumphy, but it's Ty Burrell. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, uh, it, it had an interesting plot where there's a uh, Russian criminal uh, frog that looks exactly like Kermit, but there's a mole and uh, Tina Fey being a Russian guard in a prison and there's prisoners with D Danny Trejo, Ray Liotta. Uh, <laughs> it's really ridiculous um and i'm not surprised it's towards the bottom i think i had more fun with it because i'm like okay this is just weird um i had no idea that there was this whole russian plot involved because i didn't really pay attention when the trailers came out um but yeah what what is everyone's feelings on muppets most wanted <laughs> can i just say something i'm kind of shocked that it's so low me like, too yeah so like i mean is it going to be number one no, but like, is it supposed to be this low? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, again, you have such a, this a very aware cast and it's like basically like the, you know, this is probably like around the same revival um, time when they do like, right after they do the, the 2011 one, right? Yep. So I'm just like, you know, there's still some team, there's, 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 there's still some like type of like themes, there's some traction, you know, you got like people who are like pretty much in their like at the peak of their career at that time, you know what I mean? Again, Tina Fey. Phil Dumpy, Ray Liotta, right? Like, they're like... Danny She's Trey. in Pinnacle like, Ray Liotta's career. <laughs> I mean... Listen, wait, is that before or after he started doing the the, the, the procedural drama with, um, with Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> I because can't say just, I've seen that. Do you, I've seen a couple episodes. Like, do you think that was just like, yep, this is it. Like, It was watch, after watch Goodfellas. How about that? There. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love there, but, yeah. but that's I mean it was also after he was on Hannah Montana, so Oh I god. Mean, you found your market, you found your curve, you're like, all right, you know who we want? We want him. We want really want to watch from the Muppets most wanted, obviously. Like what else would you want to cast him for? Um <laughs> I I mean I think it's fun because you know you get like this, you know, this kind of like not espionage, as you know, you get to see a little bit of Russian culture and like gulags and whatnot and <laughs> 
I like that's where the I go to get my Russian culture. You go to a gulag. Where else right. did you get Russian I like culture? how you just referred to gulags as Russian culture. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Is it not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're definitely Russian. I don't know about Russian culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Need to do more studying. It's really weird. I mean, like, because I totally forgot. All I remembered was the poster with Ricky Gervais and Tina Fey. I knew nothing of the plot. Uh, and then... <laughs> watching the trailer and the fact that there's a just a russian basically like a twin of kermit um with a mole with, with a mole <laughs> and he's like a badass and like escaping prison and then blowing things up and uh so you have like someone who's trying to be kermit uh but then kermit's thrown in russian jail for like the whole movie uh it's it's a really absurd plot that <laughs> I think I put it more towards the top because I'm like, well, at least they tried something, you know, <laughs> like it's, it may not be great, but I, I guess I just am always favoring towards, I appreciate when originality is attempted. <laughs> I would also say building on the like originality, it also gave a lot of good throwbacks to like how the Muppets are always very self-aware of everything and love breaking the whole like fourth wall aspect. And it starts off, immediately like that where it's the backwards version of the last movie the end and they're like wait what's going on what's happening ah they ordered a sequel they have a whole number about it and then also <laughs> i thought the songs in this one were phenomenal yes like the whole interrogation number i i have that on my running list because i'm just like <laughs> legitimately give me the rhyme schemes give me that like pizzazz from sam eagle i'm all about it they do have a, uh, I believe it was Ty Burrell doing a French accent uh, and then uh, Sam the Eagle being like the, basically the law enforcement partnership going after, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going yeah. after uh, the Muppets. And there's like this whole joke with like, who has a bigger badge? Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I feel like that's a joke that is for kids, but I think adults, hear it a different way <laughs> which i always appreciate when kids movies can make jokes for adults as well but yeah it's uh it's a wild movie uh i, I now that you're mentioning it the numbers i think were were fun um but uh the one joke that really got me was when they were putting it together i think it was scooter and fozzy and there was like a picture of kermit and it was like a moles on it it's just like oh where's kermit or whatever and then like he was like covers the mall he's just like hey kermit you know and like just the yeah. fact that like the the mall is just like wait what happened you know like <laughs> yeah and it takes them so like stupid. most of the movie to recognize that when they're like wait a minute yeah they don't even acknowledge that kermit's talking super weird the entire time either yeah he's like it's a cold <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right we'll move on to number six uh which was the muppets take manhattan uh, this was uh, actually the last movie that Jim Hansen was involved in. Um, it came out in 1984 um, before there was like a gap uh, before they started making movies again in the, er uh, in the early 90s. Um, yeah, anyone uh, as far as their feelings on Muppets Take Manhattan? Just like the, for me, it wasn't the most memorable you know, it didn't have anything that really stuck out to me uh, as be being phenomenal, whereas the other ones I can recall jokes from. I can recall this. 
And for that one, it was just like very middle of the road rating for me. Exactly. Other ones, because I felt very strongly about either one for either for everything else. Whereas this one, I was like, I don't feel very passionate about you. <laughs> you have to have passion in the Muppets relationship. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think the only joke I actually remember from this movie is like at the beginning where they're like, oh, how much money do we have for a hotel? And they're all in like a bus station locker. And that's like the <laughs> right. whole thing. Right. They're like, all right, we're here. Right. Or and, like, oh, and then I can't even recall much else what happens. I'm like, her, Kermit gets amnesia at some point. And we all got amnesia after that. <laughs> So I, I have to speak up a little bit because I have a, a, a somewhat of a, a personal relationship with this movie because uh, when I was a kid, you know, we would, you know, use the VCR to tape movies off the TV and my parents only knew how to do it successfully twice. And one of them was Superman 2 and the other one was The Muppets Take Manhattan. And so we ended up watching it a lot. And yes, Kermit Gets Amnesia, uh, you're right. It's not the most... Um, you know, dynamic or fun one. But uh, I do remember, I mean, to this day, there's an inside joke in my family about how we talk about uh, when Kermit does get amnesia and then he goes to work for the advertising firm and he meets these other three like frog-like people that are not Kermit, but they're kind of like him, like Bill, Gill, and Phil, I think. Um, and, you know, they're trying to come up with slogans for this uh, thing called Ocean Breeze Soap. And uh, they're like having a really, really struggling with it. And he's like, uh, you know, ocean breeze soap. It's just like taking an ocean cruise, only there's no boat and you don't actually go anywhere. I don't really think that works. You know, that's what they, <laughs> that was them trying to figure it out. And Kermit just goes, well, how about you just, you know, say it gets you clean and then, you know, he becomes a huge advertising uh, guy. So I happen to remember a lot about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but, you know, I also did not rank it as high. I don't think it was even in my like, like top 50% of uh, on that ranking because it's still you know like oh you get amnesia okay you can do a lot with a plot whenever the, the main character gets amnesia so it's kind of like a cop-out but you know it was also jim henson's last one so that was also special but so yeah you know that's where i'm at <laughs> that was fascinating watching you like replay that scene like, you know, like <laughs> i have never seen such dedication in Maybe a way you like that whole movie and then we'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> you do well wait till we get to my favorite I always got the jokes from this one confused with the original. So I was kind of like, wait, was this in this one or was this in the other one? Or was yeah. this in the original? So I kind of was like, wait, no, there weren't a lot. Of, like we talked about it already. The jokes didn't stand out quite as much. So I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, this is where we got to lower this one down just a little bit on the scale because the nostalgia thing is there, but it just didn't like resonate with me as much as the other ones. Definitely. So uh, I know that I personally put this as my least favorite um least favorite muppet movie and the big reason was so like obviously they call it like takes manhattan the whole plot is that they were like in college and had a successful play and so they want to bring it to broadway and they just kind of show up and they're like pitching it and they're trying to get it uh picked up um they have no money and which I was like, all right, well, that's accurate. You know, you, you can't, uh, you, you're out of college. You don't just have money. Um, and the fact that there was 30 minutes left in the movie, I think I paused and looked and they're starting an amnesia plot with Kermit because like they <laughs> right, yeah. get the movie like yeah. picked up by a producer. They're like, oh, we got to produce it in like a couple days. And so like, obviously it's got to, and then they're like, well, where's Kermit? Cause he gets like hit by a car and, 
I was like, why are you introducing an amnesia plot now? Like, shouldn't that <laughs> exactly. have been like maybe part of the movie like earlier if you're gonna do that? But that's where I, I got like, and like, sure, this happened in the eighties, but like maybe it's because me looking at it now where I'm like, Jesus, I hate the amnesia plot. Um, that be, it happens so late in the movie and then they finally like find him because he comes there to lunch with the ad execs. <laughs> like I love that stuff with the other frogs, uh, Phil Gill and Bill or whatever. Oh, uh, it, was, it was Jill. I'm, I just remembered it was Jill. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that gag, but yeah. I just didn't like that it was that late in the movie when like right. most of the movie there was like him and the the waitress human character where like Peggy would see them in the distance hugging and she thought Kermit was cheating. Right. And I was just like, there's that plot point and then we're going to throw you amnesia plot point. Right. I was just like, <laughs> right. what, what, why? Why do we need this stake now? Like the stakes were already going the whole movie and now you Mother just changed it. <laughs> well, keep movies it. are dense. <laughs> like they have a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, want you to, they want you to think. They want you to, they want you to like, Go along with the story. You gotta, you gotta give it what they get. You know, thirty minutes in Amnesia's uh, storyline, you just gotta go with it. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> this this puppet doesn't. Uh, I'm sorry, Muppet. That's. We'll 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 blur that out later. Put in the swear jar. Yeah, really. Um. But well, but let's not forget though. Before the whole Amnesia thing happens, when they go to the first producer that they're trying to pitch the show to, who like tells them this is a good idea that they're going to produce it i believe played by dabney coleman uh the cops come in to bust him because he's a fraud and <laughs> he gonzo is used as a weapon he grabs him by the nose and he's swinging gonzo around to fed off the, the cops and other muppets <laughs> so like i mean that's kind of exciting <laughs> yeah and you did have like piggy chase down uh like a burglar in the park and i think tackle him which it's always funny having piggy kick ass uh, <laughs> It's not really a Muppet movie for me unless Piggy is either threatening someone or beats the crap out of right. someone at some point in the movie. But I will say this though about Miss Piggy, like if I'm looking for a partner, I need someone to have like that type of just like just ride or die, just like ready to like go through a window on a motorcycle for me. Like <laughs> exactly. I need that type of I need that commitment. I need it now. I, I need it. I, I will love them. If you are a Miss Piggy type, <laughs> <laughs> we found Aaron's kink. Uh, right. <laughs> fire your therapist. Uh, we <laughs> gotta get one first. <laughs> well, if you don't have a problem, is there really a problem? <laughs> right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on now to number five. Uh, which I was a little sad that this one was where it was because it's my favorite, and that is Muppet Treasure Island. Um, so yeah, I will let everyone else, you know, uh, weigh in on this first before uh, I just geek out because it's my favorite. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this very fast because, uh, well, you and I had talked about this, Brandon, how you were disappointed in my ranking of it because it was so low. I don't even remember it. Like I, you told me Tim Curry was in it. I was like, oh yeah. Tim Curry wasn't there. I don't even remember the movie. So I'm like, how could it be like that great? And I love the Muppets, but like, I, it was just forgettable to me. So I'll just throw it out there. This was in uh, the top eight, just purely for the song that starts the movie. It's just, uh, I rewatched it like a week ago and I'm still sitting there humming along to it. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> right now, hey, I dig it. 
I think it's top for me, just Tim Curry alone as pirate, one-legged pirate, phenomenal. Like, forget everything else. I just want <laughs> Tim Curry looking like that forever. Um, I think that was why I also ranked this one lower is because I watch it, and I rewatch it mainly for Tim Curry, and it's not actually because of the Muppets that I really enjoy this. Like, Kermit's so stale through the whole thing. Like, as the captain, and I'm like, I get that that's the Treasure Island character, and that's what Kermit would play, but I'm like, Kermit's kind of boring in this, and, you know, like, I, again, I didn't really care about the main kid, and they're like, we're going on an adventure, and I'm like, if you say that one more time in this movie, <laughs> I get it. You're on the adventure. You're on the boat. Bring back Tim Curry. Just do a Treasure Island with Tim Curry. <laughs> Because, yeah. again, I didn't really feel like it was as Muppety as I wanted it to be as a Muppet movie. I think that's totally fair. Especially that little kid, too. He annoyed me. Oh, his <laughs> voice is so obnoxious. So obnoxious. <laughs> and now that every single one of us has trashed Brandon's favorite Muppet movie. <laughs> <laughs> what's, yeah. Why is it your favorite? Wait, I thought I was supposed to be saying the pros of it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I All right. pretty high. <laughs> So, and, and, and this will show my age. Like, I, this was my first Muppet movie I saw. It, it came out when I was about four or five. And so, it, I, I, didn't, I don't think I saw it in theaters per se, but, like, we got the VHS. And it was, like, one of the handful of movies that my older brother and I agreed on. It would be, like, you know, all right, do we want to watch, like, Back to the Future? Do we want to watch, like, A New Hope? Like, do we want to watch Muppet Treasure Island? You know, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the musical sequences in this. Uh, I think there's a lot of jokes that even re-watching it um, still got me, you know, as an adult. Uh, and I agree, though, when I rewatched it, that I don't like the actor who played Jim Hawkins. Um, I think that was... Uh, I don't know. It just, he didn't quite work for me, but this was also my first exposure to Tim Curry, uh, which a lot of people, I think there was memes that was like, it shows your age when you can say where you first saw Tim Curry. Cause <laughs> I saw like this and then a little bit older, I would see reruns, uh, reruns. I would see showings of clue on comedy central. So mm. like, that was like the, the one, two punch where I love Tim Curry. I think he's a great villain. Um, and I love the, one of my favorite jokes at the beginning that I think even as a kid, I realized was a bit much for like a kid's movie. Um, it's a fourth wall breaking joke where, uh, now I'm forgetting, oh, uh, Bones, uh, uh, Captain Bones dies. Uh, I, I can't remember if it's Captain, but he dies. Really? And, uh, Rizzo just goes, he died? And this is supposed to be a kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> and like that just got me. Uh, also, much like Christmas Carol, this is where they focused on the dynamic of Gonzo and Rizzo, which I thought was interesting. I thought they're a great, uh, you know, buddy uh, comedy duo. Um, it's interesting that Mark brought up they found Kermit boring in it, but I think that's where I kind of liked it wasn't just another movie about Kermit because up until that point, like all the other movies were about him in some way. And so uh, I also am a huge nerd for pirates. I co-wrote and co-created <laughs> a pirate comic book. I love pirates. And so it just makes sense that this one stuck out to me, you know, with 
the action. I love the cabin fever uh, sequence, uh, especially the one side character. He's just like, I've got cabin fever. And the one guy's like, I've got it too. And I don't know why that always got me the way he said it with that accent. And that's where I learned what cabin fever was. Um, so yeah, it just, to me, uh, it came out right at the right time to where it was the first one I saw. It introduced me to the Muppets. Um, but uh, watching it again as a doll, I realized why some things like the casting of that actor for Jim Hawkins, it's like, yeah, I don't think I've seen that actor in anything else. So clearly <laughs> he didn't have a flourishing career after that. No offense to him. Right. Not even in other Muppet movies either. Now I want to look at what happened to him if he was in anything else. <laughs> His IMDb just stops. Right. Literally just right. Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> and then Peak. But do you need anything else? I mean, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I don't know what else I could say about that. Uh, anyone else have any thoughts on Muppet Treasure Island before we move on? I wish I, that it was ranked lower. No. I hated it. <laughs> and muted. <laughs> I, Muting is I, like the cyber version of like a <laughs> trap door. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, anyone else? Uh, <laughs> or are you just all going to trash it? <laughs> I did enjoy the joke where it's like, old Jim, very old Jim, dead Jim, and it's just a skeleton that someone's holding up. It's like the oh, no. All when they go through all the Muppets characters and their names, it's just ridiculous. They're like ugly, fat, boogie man looking, and it's like this beautiful like, woman yeah. present. And then they're like, Angel Marie. And it's this uh, like ugly ass Muppet. Like <laughs> Kermit's face is just like Who hired this crew? Yeah, can I speak to you guys for a moment? <laughs> yeah, I see I love that he's like, who hired this crew? And it was just like he's like a cook and a man that lives in a bear's finger, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh Aaron, you you look upset. <laughs> He's ready to move on to the next one. That's why. Yeah, he's like sick. Kind of. He's like, I got more to say later. <laughs> no, I just, it's not my favorite. And I think it also just has to do with, I just don't like pirates. Like, I just think it's a very, I don't know, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, I'm just not into pirates. And then, like, I don't know if you guys are, like, privy to this about just listening like, this, like, a sea shanty, like, thing going on on TikTok. So, I have a friend who keeps sending me sea shanties from TikTok. <laughs> and, and, and then, like, and then I'm, like, watching them and, like, I'm seeing them and then I'm watching this fucking movie about, like, pirates. <laughs> I'm just like, I hate it. I hate everything Did TikTok about ruin things. a good movie for you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should write That's things about thing it. TikTok is ruining movies. <laughs> it sounds like TikTok is ruining pirates and pirates are now ruining <laughs> the movie for him. <laughs> I mean, the associated whatever. property. <laughs> whatever i just don't like it yeah. but yeah and not on and, the good pirate side of tiktok and wayne brought it up earlier the opening number i'm pretty sure when i put it on uh to watch it i just like started remembering the lyrics and uh was singing along you know shiver my timber you know just like got along <laughs> with it and like i'm not super musically inclined so whenever i can remember a thing i'm like it must be catchy um but <laughs> Anyway, that is number five, uh, criminally low. Uh, we're going <laughs> to move on to number four, uh, which uh, came out in the 90s right by it, which was Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, 
which this I, one is <laughs> another one that that seems so low <laughs> <laughs> i was a little high. surprised i'll be honest i want to hear what marissa said right yeah I hate it. you hate There's it so many i mean yeah. it's maybe due to my time of seeing so much like christmas carol stuff and seeing it done better Right. And then rewatching it and just like, for me, it wasn't a nostalgia thing. I got bored watching yeah. it. I love Michael Caine. I love Michael Caine. But everything else, I was like, I, don't, I can't even, I didn't even finish. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I know the entire movie by heart. <laughs> <laughs> I know it like the back of my hand. <laughs> Mark, you're right next to me on the Zoom, so this is making me very uncomfortable. I'm <laughs> For the listeners, Mark just got so swivelly with his authoritative <laughs> I delivery got real on that. Swivelly because I watched this movie like five times every December. Um, Again, I think it's hilarious. It also has the one line that I figure just encompasses what the Muppets are as like an entity, which is at the very beginning where it's like, and I'm Charles Dickens. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not Charles Dickens. I am so. A blue furry Charles Dickens who hangs out with a rat? Absolutely. <laughs> That's what the Muppets are. They're like, yeah, just roll with it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Charles Dickens is the whatever, and uh, he hangs out with a rat who, uh, you know, somehow... <laughs> Knows everything. It's great. <laughs> the only line I like is when they're trying to hop over a gate or something, and then the rat's like, "Oh, I left my my jelly beans." And goes and Rizzo goes comes back. He's like, "Wait, can you get through that fence?" He's like, "Yeah." You, you can idiot. fit through those bars. You idiot. Storytellers yeah. so? <laughs> <laughs> are omnipotent. I know everything. <laughs> Yeah, going back to the whole the Muppets are incredibly self-aware and I figure they get they get really self-aware in this movie too just with the whole narrator aspect of everything and um I also really uh enjoy just at the end with Miss Piggy uh, where it's like hey Miss Piggy doesn't actually beat anyone up in this movie but she definitely threatens to lift uh Scrooge right off the pavement because they're interrupting Christmas <laughs> it's like you are rude <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, uh, well, uh, I, I think, well, did anyone here, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, so did, who had this as their favorite? Did some people have this as their that favorite? Was... Okay, Wayne, go ahead. Let's talk about it. <laughs> it's your favorite. Are you upset how low it is? No, not at all. It's fine. I figured it was going to be right around this position. Um, uh, yeah, I just am surprised that uh, it's disliked as much as it is by uh, members. And that's totally cool. I get it. For me, it is totally a nostalgia factor because having performed The Christmas Carol many times as a child for various plays and whatnot, I always thought it was done poorly. So <laughs> to see it done by the Muppets, which I've loved, and, you know, um, just this was one of the first movies that I saw with my mother figure in my life. So it resonates there. And now that she's passed on, I have to watch it just for my own special little time but like one more sleep till christmas uh where they're closing down the shop um i get emotional just thinking about it right now and i don't really have a true reason why it's just something that i connect with so yeah i just i love it uh i love the christmas carol and i think this is actually one of the better versions that i've ever seen so feeling really guilty right now i'm sorry yeah, <laughs> 
I will give you that. You're like, like, trashing like, it. You're like, it makes me tear up. It's like really important <laughs> to me. And I'm over here like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm that's so what, sorry. I take everything back. No, it's all good. No, that's the best description I've heard of that movie. Uh, like, I mean, I'm not. I'm big Christmas, like in general, Christmas movie, Christmas production of whatever fan, and in general. Um, but like that was a great description as to, to to why someone would like this. And like I can't, I never actually even thought to compare the Muppets version of a Christmas Carol to like other productions of it to see how it ranks up. But I, I just have a personal thing with this movie <clears throat> because, as I think Brendan mentioned, it's the first. You know, it was 92. It was the first Muppet movie without Jim Henson because he died in 1990, and I grew up, uh, which also goes to why I, my nickname in college was Kermit. I grew up doing a, uh, an impression of Kermit the Frog and, lo- you know, loving Jim Henson, loving the Muppets. And I, I saw Muppet Christmas Carol in the theater when it was released in 92. And I was like, it's the first Muppet movie in eight years. This is going to be awesome. Uh, I want to see how his son does it doing the voice. And just be- I think I was like 13 or 14. And was just you know little angsty teen kind of person and was like really that's how you're doing the voice like i can do the voice so much better than you you're you know jim henson's son damn you and i like it just like set me that just set the tone for me <laughs> for the whole rest of the movie i'm like i don't care that it's about christmas carol i i just didn't like it and like there are some good parts. i've rewatched it since and it's there are some good parts it's just that that was my initial like the the the, the core of it was i was just kind of like I, did, I could immediately tell it was not Jim Henson doing the voice and it didn't sound like Kermit the Frog to me and it just turned me off. So, right. For me, um, the whole Tiny Tim aspect of it, it yeah. made me so upset about just, you know, I, I, I'm going to sound horrible here, but it made me really care about a piece of cloth. I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, not yes. I know it's coming too. It's like, all right, well, all right. Yeah, it, it, it made me feel things. I shit you not. When he died, I was like crying, and I was just like, "He died." (laughs) Spoilers, Marissa. And this is a kids movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like in tears, and like I, I grew up Muslim, so like a lot of Christmas wasn't happening. But like this was like one that like you know came on uh, TV and like like, formatted for television or whatever. So like it was pretty like ingrained, right? So like that's always been like my favorite like Christmas movie would probably be like the, the Christmas Carol, but um no it it fucks with you like you don't even like it has it has the levels there and you don't expect it to go there because it's just like these are Muppets and I'm not supposed to be crying this hard and yet I am and Michael Caine <laughs> is Ebenezer Scrooge and like Scrooge and you're just like trying to like make it work in your mind I don't know <laughs> so. I uh so yeah one clarification because you made me curious Paul so um <laughs> Kermit was voiced by Steve Whitmire uh who also did Rizzo the Red it was not Brian Henson Brian Henson the son one of the sons of Jim Henson did direct the movie this was actually oh. his uh, directional debut uh he did this one yeah. and then Muppet Treasure Island uh and then years later Happy Time Murders um, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> uh which uh i'll talk about that on another podcast because that was interesting to watch but um <laughs> well, yeah I, I appreciate that clarification because all these years i've been hating brian henson and now i should be hating steve whitmire so like <laughs> <laughs> so thank you which, for- <laughs> to be fair 
what a difficult job to do because right. obviously, <laughs> uh, what Jim Henson had been doing Kermit since like the, the 50s, 60s, 60s? Yeah. yeah, and so. Um, no one, no, like, like that's kind of like uh, whenever someone else has take over such an iconic character, it's like people are gonna usually not like the next person. Uh, I right. think I never stuck out quite as much to me because um, Muppet Treasure Island, as I said before, was my first one, and then when I eventually saw a Christmas Carol on VHS, like that, um, that was just how Kermit sounded to me. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think it is interesting that like specifically like these two movies is where they kind of geared towards having almost a human main character in the Muppet movies. You know, it always been about the Muppets, but these two, um, it was obviously about Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge and then Jim Hawkins with Treasure Island. So like, and then also in these uh, two movies, Rizzo and Gonzo were heavily favored. So maybe that's why they got more time was because they were worried about like all the characters that Jim Henson voiced and played. Right. Um, but it's hard to know. But I think that played a factor um, when they were kind of deciding on like which Muppet should be like what character. Right. And plus, I was also a 14 year old punk. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I, I was surprised because I know when I did some posts about Muppets, like tons of people said a Christmas Carol was their favorite. So when I saw that this didn't even uh, quite get to the top three, um, I was surprised. But yeah, any final thoughts on Christmas Carol before we move on to what got third? Yeah. Uh, it's, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Apologizing again. <laughs> For my I was going to say, it's probably my, uh, my favorite uh, version of the Ghost of Christmas Present. Come in, come in, and know yeah. me. <laughs> Everything about him, I'm like, yes, Christmas present. In so many other versions, I'm like, dude, Ghost of Christmas Present's like really depressing. Which, okay, to me as an adult rewatching, Ghost of Christmas uh, Past was Super creepy creepy. to me. Oh. <laughs> no. Like, Can you look up how they made that? Because it was like a doll slash an actual human slash like a robot slash... Well, it's floating in water to make it have the whole slow yeah. motion effects and then... Uh, I didn't like it. Time. I just didn't like it. At like, the very at least, they cut off that song during the Ghost of Christmas past segment. <laughs> like, as a kid, yeah, I never like noticed it. Like the VHS release, and then everyone hated it so much that they cut it out for the DVD release. <laughs> Like, wait the... really well, where it's like scrooge's girlfriend is Girl. like uh love is gone or whatever it's yeah. like a whole song that they cut out because everyone was like this sucks and we don't want it <laughs> that is that is like my wife's favorite part and she's always pissed because we can never find a version that's got that in there <laughs> when i finally oh upgraded from my vhs copy to the dvd copy i was ecstatic when it was <laughs> <laughs> mark you're gonna it sounds like you're gonna have to send your copy to wayne actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> very divisive for a christmas carol uh but let's move on to number three which was the great muppet caper um, this is the second Muppet movie. It came out in 1981. Um, this is where the Muppets uh, obviously are in England. And uh, it's supposed to be kind of like the style where Kermit is a detective and Fozzie is like his partner and like Gonzo is like a photographer. 
and uh, there's an insane musical number with Miss Piggy and a human person just falling for Miss Piggy. And I like, this was the one out of like probably all of them that like I saw when I was like really young, but seeing as an adult, I'm like, wow, there's a lot I forgot about. <laughs> like this movie is ridiculous, but um, I'd love to hear everyone else's <laughs> thoughts because it ranked pretty high. It was number three. So it's for Aaron who loves Miss Piggy because um, it is all just like yeah. fetishizing her. Like <laughs> he's the most sexual being in this movie, and I oh live God. for it. Exactly. This is this is about Miss Piggy. It's in her pride. She's getting everything that she wants and needs. It's I my favorite will have to be when she's like on the runway and they start going through like through the dream sequence of her like just with her cigarette swimmers and she's just yeah. like it's. I was like, this is peak, like, this is like peak Miss Piggy right now. Like, honestly, like, I can't even get into it. You can't get is, more Miss Piggy than that. You can't you get more Miss Piggy than that. It's, it's so, it's just like, yep, this is what she needs. This is her moment. Like, if Miss Piggy, that was her, that was her drag opening. Like, this was her <laughs> letting the world know that I have arrived. This is me. <laughs> like, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You can't argue. Oh. I don't know what Miss Piggy's drag name would be. I mean, what Miss Piggy's drag name would be? Who would know? Let's find out. And then you also got to wonder, Kermit really, you know, worthy of it? Yeah? Yeah? Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say sometimes. So, <laughs> so Maybe I, not I, all I, the time, but sometimes. I, I was surprised like, that, well, that, I mean, Mark, because you know you had mentioned that I think you had said earlier that your tie was with Miss, Miss Piggy as one of your favorite Muppets, right? Correct. And, and you guys are all right. This is like Piggy's Piggy's movie. I mean, it's got carjackings, it's got motorcycles crashing through grass glass ceilings, it's got Miss Piggy like kicking ass and like every other. It has her literally bending prison, bending bars fucking nails. Yeah, she took like, out of jail. It's insane how awesome this movie is. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it was, in case you couldn't tell, it was, I ranked this as my number one because it's just, it's got everything and it's so awesome. Um, but I mean, just the, well, I, and there's one, I don't understand, it's not even that funny. It's just, I, it's just stuck with me ever since I saw it as a kid where uh, like Kermit and Fozzie and Gonzo, I think are taking like a taxi back to their hotel. And <laughs> the, the taxi driver is like, hey, what hotel are you at? And inexplicably, one of them goes, we're on the second floor. Like as if that's an actual answer you would give in that, to that question. <laughs> and then it proceeds to have the car crash through the hotel and like the actual accurate hotel they were staying at <laughs> to, <laughs> to drop them off. And I, I, it, it just, oh, for some reason stuck with me, like what, you know, what hotel are you at? Oh, we're on the second floor. Like that's, I don't know, it just <laughs> threw me off. Muppet. Like, yeah, go ahead. I should say it's Muppet logic at its finest. Like, yeah. Doesn't need to make sense. Right. You're getting where you need to go. Like, there's no segues. Let's just get right. there. And Perfect. The best thing in the world is the, the the cut back and forth between like Charles Grodin and like his like I guess you would call watered down Charlie's Angels. I'm not really sure what that was, but oh like, yeah, <laughs> preparing to steal the, the the baseball diamond at the museum or whatever the hell it was, and they're going back and forth between the actual criminals. And the Muppets who have figured out, like, they got to stop this. And they're going oh. over their itinerary. And he's like, grappling hook, 
you know, radios, you know, synchronized watches. And they cut back to the Muppets and they're like wax lips. They're like, oh, uh, I think I, I think they're in my other pants. Rubber like, chicken. It's in the shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or he's like, or he's like, uh, he's like, where, where's, where's the, you know, where's like some some tissue? And he's like, oh, I think it's in my other pants. He's like, or I think I. Uh, had it. He's like, did you leave it in the other pants? And it's, it's of course one of the guys in Dr. Keith's band. And he's like, I don't have no other pants. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, yeah. All, 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 like, like, like the shit that they're asking for, they don't even need to stop a heist, and they don't even have that anyway. You know, <laughs> just yeah. Anyway, it's so good. I. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. oh yeah, go ahead. Aaron. No, 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 go. I was just so, gonna say, I think the best scene is the when Miss Piggy's climbing the house and that English couple is just like, oh, there's a, there's a pig climbing the wall. Like, ah, right. ah, so the weather is just awful always. And <laughs> I'm sorry, dear. Did you say a pig was climbing the storm drain? Yeah, uh, right. I did. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, John Cleese. Yeah. And eventually it's just like her running around the house and he's like trying to follow her and then the yeah. doorbell rings and she's like, I'll get it. <laughs> And then, like, he gets in the closet, and he's like, not to be rude, but can I help you with something? And she's like, yeah. yes, uh, a recommendation of a good restaurant? <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> See, it's it's interesting, like, watching this movie that I forgot so much of, and now hearing you all say it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, now I'm remembering why it was ranked higher, because I think I put this a little bit in the middle towards the bottom just because maybe because when it first started and like ah the great muppet caper i'm like oh it's going to be like kind of like heisty or you know like detective story in some way and it's just like shenanigans the whole time like there's no <laughs> like the plot is so not the focus in this movie <laughs> right. it is just like they had it's almost like they had all these set pieces and they're like well let's just throw it together and they're in london they're in london now um <laughs> And yeah, the uh, the fact that they have a Muppet doing like a synchronized swimming uh, <laughs> yeah. musical piece, I think is just like exactly the explanation you need as to like Jim Henson constantly pushing things throughout his career. Cause I recently watched a documentary and so often it sounds like when they would have to develop some type of technology for the Muppets was because he's like, why don't we do this or something? They're like, that sounds very difficult and very expensive. He's like, Oh, I think we should make it happen. You know, <laughs> he's like, I think we can do it. And yeah. like, that's how in the first movie they had Kermit on a bicycle, you know, and now they're like, they jump to Miss Piggy, like a puppet or excuse me. That's two. Swimming and doing this huge sequence. And then the fact that a human person is just like, unironically and also uh genuinely like it's not like part of like oh he's wants to deceive miss piggy he actually like <laughs> has fallen for love miss piggy i'm like this is this is ridiculous um <laughs> uh, springboarding off of the whole bicycle thing though it's a fun fact in this movie because there's that whole like why don't like when they sing that song and they're all riding bicycles Jim Henson was never able to explain fully how they did the two Piggy and Kermits on doing like figure eights around each other. Cause it was in an age before computer generation. They didn't do it stop motion. And they were like, so how did you do it? He's like, yeah, let's 
we're not going to talk about it because <laughs> I think he made his crew so mad getting that <laughs> shot. But he's like, you know what? It, they rode bikes. That's it. The, the two of them rode bikes, um, and that was that was how it went off. Yeah, I don't know how they did the figure eight specifically, but I did see something on how they just generally had a Muppet on a bike, which was basically setting them up marionette style and then having a big crane over and then like they're driving and then someone's like above kind of like you know uh, yeah i just no, like for some of those but insane. again it's that one specific shot that he's just like we're not talking about it i'm sorry <laughs> we got it that's what matters <laughs> i just right i'm just thinking about like the pas and like it's just like everybody behind the scenes who's just like, what do you know? I'm doing this Muppet movie. It's just like, I don't know. Like, people are mad because they didn't get the shot right. It's just like, Miss Tiggy's like wet right now. I don't know what to do. Like, it's just this weird, like, I think I'm like thinking about like behind the scenes of just like how many people had to take in order to orchestrate such like this long, like, you know, these, it takes a lot of work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, it just has to. And it's that in and of itself, that's just like, I guess the magic of Henson, but like, I, I know that I would be pissed personally. <laughs> like, <laughs> I tried to like work through that. Like I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like it takes a med- it takes a very special person. <laughs> and speaking of the bike scene, I and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's from the Great Upper Caper. Where like, isn't that the one where like Hermit is like riding the bike and he's trying to show off to Miss Piggy that he can like ride? He's like on one foot. Yeah, it's like, like one yeah, yeah. foot standing. Right. And, and then- yeah, and then I believe uh, whoever it was earlier that said their favorite Muppet was uh, Waldorf and Stadler. He's like, of course, of course, they're just there. Oh yeah, they're just in the park. Watch, yeah, watching him ride these bikes. He goes like, "Look, Waldorf, no brains." You know, it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. Which that, <laughs> which that, like him doing that on the bike, like that's an ode to Butch Cassidy the Sundance Kid right. <laughs> right which is like not a british movie like at all and like such a weird reference to throw like right. you know 10 so years later into a muppet movie <laughs> it's so random um yeah <laughs> anything else before we reveal the top 2 um i will say this has my second favorite muppets breaking the fourth wall moment and it's when miss piggy is in inter- viewing at Lady Holiday's office and then Lady Holiday just starts monologuing about her brother being like oh he's a scoundrel and he wasted all of his money and blah 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 and just like when it's all done Miss Piggy just goes why are you telling me this <laughs> and then she, her response is just oh dear it's the plot exposition had to go somewhere and, and just <laughs> right right oh like, there it is. That's the plot of the movie. Let's move on. We do that another time with the bike, like the motorcycle, how she gets the motorcycle. Oh my God. It just falls out of the truck oh. and lands there with gloves and everything. And she's like, turns to the camera. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So did well, anyone have this as their favorite? Oh, it yes. is your favorite. Oh, it is my okay. favorite. Oh, well, I mean, she not only does she ride the motorcycle, she crashes the motorcycle through a glass ceiling and tackles somebody in the front. Like it's and like while yeah. getting chased by a bunch of cops. Right after she just sits there, be like, well, right, you wanted excitement. After car, after carjacking, uh, very violently, I might add for a, for a Muppet movie. After carjacking a semi truck because she was yes. trying to hitchhike and she like throws the guy out of the truck. Yeah, it was definitely my. I mean just this discussion alone like proves it's the best one but <laughs> the uh i all uh, on a side note uh i also learned from fozzie bear 
in this movie that if you apparently if you put enough sugar in champagne it tastes just like ginger ale (laughs) (laughs) and i believe i don't remember at the same scene uh kermit is astonished at the price of the of the entree and i can't remember it's bothering me that i actually can't remember the name of the vehicle in the reference but he says like he like gets all shocked and he's like what's wrong and he's like oh nothing it's just that the roast beef costs the same amount as a buick skylark or i think it's a buick <laughs> skylark <laughs> i can't remember the actual name you're making model of the vehicle but uh yeah i mean it's i don't know i just love that movie <laughs> <laughs> specifically because of how crazy it is that you just uh, pointed out <laughs> for sure uh well uh we're down to our top two um which uh this there was a clear winner like i was i was i figured there'd be closer to the top two but it was pretty distinct on which one was number one so obviously i'm not going to just reveal number two because that'll be obvious what number one is just based on math so i'll just say both uh number two was the muppets that came out in 2011 and that means the number one muppet movie ranked was the original the Muppet movie from 1979. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the top two. Uh, let's start with the one that was uh, co-created uh, with Jason Siegel. That was the kind of the revival of the Muppets after they hadn't seen hadn't been in a movie since Muppets from Space in 1999. Coming back in 2011 to the big screen, which uh, it was just called The Muppets. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. What did everyone think of the 2011 Muppet movie? For me, this is like how Mark, you were saying that for one of those, like the songs are on your running playlist. Man yeah. or Muppet, I could sing that to you. I could serenade you with that song. The <laughs> soundtrack of this movie is brilliant. And the Jim Parsons and the man versus, oh, oh. Yeah. So. I mean, <laughs> it is why it's the only Oscar the Muppets ever got. <laughs> <laughs> right. Between Aaron finding out his kink about Miss Piggy and uh, Marissa wanting to say, no, there's a lot of lot of sexual things coming out with the Muppets. It's, it's, <laughs> I will double down on that and just say uh, it was it was a true revival of the Muppets because I I was disenchanted since '92 uh, of a lot of Muppet movies and went and saw that one in the theater and was like, okay they really are acknowledging a lot of the things they did wrong in the past and they've really revamped it to make it really just fun and entertaining. And it was, it was, it was a blast. It wasn't, I put that one, I think is my third favorite. Um, but I will also double down Marissa and say, uh, me party is just an ingenious song in that. In that <laughs> they're all brilliant. They're all brilliant, but me party, Amy Adams, first of all, Amy, I mean, I'll watch Amy Adams do anything, but like uh, Me Party specifically is a a, a particular highlight of that movie where she's just going to party by herself. And that's totally cool because I'm going to fucking own it and it's I'm having a Me Party. And uh, I've I've stolen that and I have used that uh, in other other scenarios. (laughs) I personally enjoy this one a lot just because you can feel the amount of love that Jason Segel put into the script and the little Easter eggs that are everywhere for the like diehard Muppets fans. And it's just all over the place. And you're just like, it's fun. And you get introduced to everyone again and see what happened. And, you know, also, Miss Piggy literally is like, I run Chanel now or whatever. <laughs> right. Like she's like, I don't need any of you. I'm fine. <laughs> I got Emily Blunt from Devil Wears Prada as my assistant. Okay. <laughs> Cause it was the same character, or at least it was supposed to be. <laughs> right. The Devil Wears Prada character. And I'm like, you know what? Way to go, Miss Piggy. And it takes them all like groveling to get her back. And eventually she's like, you know what? I'll do it. Because mm-hmm. I want. <laughs> Yeah, not because uh, of any of you, though. 
I I really appreciated that. Uh, you know, it, being in like nearly like what like a twenty year hiatus for feature films at least. Um, they went with something a little bit different for the plot. Like, sure, it was the whole, like, getting the gang back together plot point. But the fact that they had Walter, which was an entirely new Muppet character who's brothers with Jason Siegel, uh, which I'm curious about that inter-puppet human uh, possible relations there. Uh, <laughs> but, like, there's a lot of gags uh, between... Uh, Walter and Gary just even like the montage sequence of them growing up and it's like Jason Siegel's characters like getting taller and they're like marking it and like Walter just isn't growing at all um, and the fact that they are Muppet fans so like in this movie um, the Muppets exist as like this iconic uh, franchise like an iconic TV show and so um, it's the Muppets being like a, almost like a different version of themselves opposed to going with some sort of genre, which like the first one was like an origin road movie. And then there's the caper, there's pirates, there's Christmas Carol. Uh, they, a lot of those had like kind of genres or something that they were going on where this was just like a revival of sorts, but um, them also being part of the universe which it's taking place and also uh <laughs> a very interesting choice for chris cooper as the villain uh <laughs> with the whole you know maniacal laugh <laughs> i do also um, love that scene where they're just talking about how he talks where he's like nah she and they're like do people really talk like that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just think uh, the musical performances are great. You know, Jason Siegel and uh, Amy Adams are great. Um, it felt like they really captured what the Muppets were all about when, um, you know, they had just been away from movies for so long. So I understand why this is towards the top. Uh, this was towards the top for me as well. Uh, did I Just correct me if I'm wrong, did anyone have this as their favorite? was going to be my favorite until I rewatched the original and fell in love with that one again. But this one is very, very close. Yeah. So anyone else have any uh, thoughts on the Muppets before we move on to the original? I think just that like what you were saying, it's like it's seeing the Muppets in a different light. You see them make it to the big time, basically, like even in the other ones, like they you know, make it in LA and they get signed or whatever. But now we see them years later, how we see them in this movie as idols, as heroes. It's like these great things that are, they're stars, you know? And so it's interesting to see that in the movie. And I think that's why we all ranked it so high is because we're seeing it, how we see the Muppets. And it brings us back to the Muppets. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, a, that's, a, that's an excellent point. This one is on the nostalgia factor for me again, because in 2011, my, uh, my son was born and he had some medical complications, so he was a very poor sleeper. So the first time I actually saw this was at like three o'clock in the morning and I was rocking him, trying to get him to go to sleep. And I just remember watching the Muppets and holding my newborn son and just making that connection, not having anything to do like what's happening in the movie, but just seeing something that I loved as a child and then holding my child is just, a little nostalgia, nostalgia ah factor. So, ah. Wayne always has the most heartfelt I know. stories. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I don't hate this one. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Definitely. Well, let's go ahead and move on uh, to the number one, which I was, I'll admit, I was surprised, which was the original Muppet movie from 1979. Uh, apparently still seen as the favorite and the best, um, which uh, was it two people named this as their favorite or was it three? I did. Oh, it was three. Okay, so yeah, of course, that makes sense. Half the panel saying it's their favorite. So you guys go ahead. Uh, let's talk about it. It's your favorite. I mean, come on. It's a bear to natural habitat, a Studebaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this one has the best puns just of all Muppet movies, especially like one of my favorite all-time jokes that I've ever heard is from that movie. It's like whenever they're talking to Kermit or whatever, and they're like, well, I thought frogs could do that. He's like, no, that's a myth myth and then there's always there's like this random woman like yeah and she's like oh it's right off the lid and, he, and she just pops up every once in a while and i'm like that's hilarious uh also you can't beat rainbow connection it's probably my all-time favorite you yeah. know muppet song it's great it's got heart behind it and oh what what else was it oh and it has my favorite muppet fourth wall breaking gag ever when they get to in the studebaker and they meet at like the church that Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are turning into an organic coffee shop. <laughs> and they're like, well, where did you guys come from? And then Fozzie just starts recapping the movie. And then Kermit's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just say what just happened in the movie. Everyone's going to get bored. But how are they going to know? And then he pulls out a script. <laughs> and then Dr. Teeth is like, ah, yes, the Muppet movie. Opening in a helicopter shot, zooming in towards Kermit singing Rainbow Connection in a swamp. <laughs> and then it comes into play later because they're all lost in the desert. And then Dr. Teeth comes to pick them up. And they're like, how did you know where we were? He's like, we read the script. We know where to go next to. I'm like, that's, that's great. That's great. That's brilliant. That's amazing. And they also give every character at least a little bit of time to shine in this, you know? Like, I feel like it's like, hey, we're, it's our first movie. We want to make sure that everyone from at least the show or everyone who's involved gets a nice little spotlight. And I feel that way about every character in it. Like Gonzo, when he's like, oh, they like pick him up. And he's like, I'm going to Bombay, India to be a movie star. And they're like, what? Why are you going there? And a uh, fun fact, it's the second largest movie industry in the world. So. Right. And they have the great job. Why? <laughs> And he's like, oh, if you want to take the easy way and go to L.A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. And it has a 100-foot tall animal busting through the roof of a building. I mean, there's also that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Fozzie being introduced, uh, you know, waka waka, you know, with the, the terrible comedy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think I didn't quite remember like that aspect of Fozzie because like seeing so many of the other genre uh, Muppets like first before realizing that that's part of like Fozzie's character is like the the bad jokes. And um, yeah, I, I think it is a road movie, but uh, as Mark was uh, saying that you kind of each person gets you know, a little bit as you're going along and kind of the gang is coming together. Um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> the fact that this, the villain is a guy who wants Kermit to do an ad spot for frog legs. <laughs> which is pretty messed up. Yeah, <laughs> like, which is just like, that's like if you're going to like a live chicken, it's just like, why don't you want to be the spokesperson for KFC? Like, <laughs> 
uh, ridiculous. I also think Mel Brooks probably has the best little cameo right before he gets the crap beaten out of him by Miss Piggy. (laughs) Where it's like they capture Kermit, they're all tied up after their date, and then, uh, you know, he's like, oh, we're gonna fry Kermit's brain, and then Miss Piggy just, like, beats the crap out of, like, eight people. (laughs) And then fries Mel Brooks' brain, where he, like, becomes, like, a weird frog because he was a weird scientist. It's, it's it's hilarious. It never fails to make me laugh. I always feel that the Big Bird cameo myself. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking yeah. public. It's like a crossover, but they're all Muppets, so not really. But it kind of was, or felt like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. The cameos in this movie are insane. Yeah. You know, like because I hadn't seen it in. Uh, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years, I, I finally throw it on and <laughs> Richard Pryor, Steve Martin. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, it feels like every scene. Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, we're like, oh, bust out that famous, uh, the rich and famous contract for Kermit the Frog. You're like, what? <laughs> what are you doing here, Orson Welles? <laughs> like Dom, even Dom DeLuise makes an appearance in this one. It's oh, yeah. As that waiter is just like, oh, can I leave? Can I try it for you? Like, oh my god, that's what I want to be. The when finest I- wine <laughs> from Idaho. Can you taste it for us? Sure. Spits <laughs> <You're like, laughs> it out, and then I just Great. love when they're like, oh, and can we get straws? I was for ready. our wine. <laughs> and he has those short shorts. <laughs> right. In which Richard Pryor is just a balloon salesman. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to help uh, Gonzo woo his chicken. Like, he's like, sweet, you're a whatever, you're a chicken. You got to get that lady some balloons. (laughs) (laughs) Which we all know that's the key to ladies' hearts is just more balloons. More balloons will do it. I mean, I can vouch for that. Uh, yeah, balloons. They're 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 big with the ladies. Um, <laughs> yeah, this this movie. Um, I think even though like the plot is pretty much just like a road movie of kind of like them coming together before they were to probably have like the TV show. You know, uh, even though the TV show was before, um, I, I I thought it was just so interesting how it was just littered with cameos and just all the technological advances that they did to you know have Muppets driving and like riding bikes and like just doing all of these physical gags which I'm sure they did in some form on the show but I think on the big screen um, just had audiences at that time just like wait how the fuck is this happening (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what happened every time they gave Jim Henson any kind of budget you're just like whoa 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 what's going on what's happening what's like you know like springboard like whenever he was like oh I'm gonna make a dark crystal and everyone's like what is going on dude yeah (laughs) (laughs) we should do a whole other scene about talking about just the dark crystal we could go into that for oh yeah we could go on that for (laughs) the production of that is insane but but not to just not to, to, to go along with your point but and not to just repeat it they had a 100 foot tall animal bust out of a roof. <laughs> like, I, and that's the only movie where a Muppet has been non Muppet size and like extremely, you know, <laughs> in that case. <laughs> I, don't, I just, I, I, I loved 100 foot tall. My, 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 I loved 100 foot tall animal. Like, that's all I got to say. They did like, um, are you lost? Have you tried Hare Krishna? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> but like five different times and they pull up to the church and then they're like, are you lost? Meet Reverend Harry Krishna. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, the kids are going to understand. Right. <laughs> like, to be honest, I thought it was Harry Krishna for the longest time. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, not like, you know, like 10 minutes ago. <sighs> That's uh, okay. I also really enjoy that they have they start in the movie, which I think is kind of a weird. Again, I'm going back to constantly talking about the Muppets breaking the fourth wall, but it's like they meet Sweetums at the car lot, but then he shows up later to their screening of the movie by busting through at the end of the movie, because it's like the whole thing is them watching the movie they made about the Muppets getting together, but they just kind of ditched Sweetums and then never picked him up. <laughs> It's and so he's like, meta. Oh, I want to go to Hollywood too. Wait for me. <laughs> so meta. Yeah, the just the fact that they were able to find ways to cram in all like all the Muppets in some way, all these cameos, uh, so many that we didn't even get to mention, like James Coburn, uh, Carol Kane, Elliot Gould. Uh, well, obviously we talked about Mel Brooks, uh, Cloris Leachman, just Bob Hope. It just like it goes what, on and on. <laughs> this was just like an all-star cameo cast on top of like having all the Muppets involved. Like it's just uh, and, and even like Sesame Street cameos. Like it just has like literally everything. Um, so I think it's understandable why this is not only towards the top, but it's just apparently still num number one, first to come out and <laughs> still the best. So basically, we're all saying that the Muppets movies just never got any better. <laughs> they peaked. <laughs> they peaked Ooh, with the first one. Yeah, they started off with their best and we're just like, oh, downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even I, think about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think because they threw so much at it and then like different ones, they tried different genres. Whereas like this one probably was, and I, and it's been years since I've seen any of like the original TV show, but like this probably felt like the most like that. Um, I'm guessing. Uh, but uh, I did recently buy a DVD of season two of the original Muppet show. So I'm going to be nice. checking that out soon. <clears throat> But uh, that is our uh, ranking uh, of the Muppet movies, which just to recap, uh, last was... <laughs> Muppets in Space. Muppets no, from Space. Very clearly Muppets in Space. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is very passionate about that one. Uh, Muppets Most Wanted, uh, Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppet Treasure Island, criminally underrated, uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol, <laughs> Great Muppet Caper, the Muppets, and then the Muppet movie. Um, so yeah, that is the ranking. Um, yeah, did, would anyone before we sign off like to plug their social medias again or where people can catch them uh, if they'd like to check you out in some other fashion? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. The handle is Mark is Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Just met you, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that the my top three were the top three. They're just not in the right order. But uh, you can also find me at uh, uh, youtube.com slash Paul Desmond. I do a silly little cooking show. I'm not a cook, but, you know, I make stuff uh, that you can eat. So come check it out. All right, I'm going. Okay. You can find me uh, in my podcast at Now Showing with Mike and Wayne right here on Entertainment Buffet. 
Uh, I am on all social medias. Uh, Wayne Yerke, J-U-E-R-K-E. Looks like jerk, but I am a pretty nice guy. Oh, hey! And I'm on the TikTok with uh, called Words with Wayne. It's a new thing that I'm launching, just kind of chatting about life and whatnot. So, I would love to chat. Hit me up. I'm Marissa Steele, and you can find all my social media on my website, MarissaSteeleYourGirl.com, because um, I'm here to steal your girl. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I apologize again one more time, Wayne. For <laughs> you know what? Take my wife, please. <laughs> um, like I said earlier, you can find me on anywhere if you search uh, Yeah Aaron. So it's Y E A H H A R A N N. Yeah, that's right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious you're trying to remember your own hand. I know, right. <laughs> it doesn't years. do well for searching if you don't know how to spell your own name. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to. I think it should just himself. change it to Piggy Kink Six Nine. <laughs> <laughs> that would put me in an entirely different group of people. And <laughs> waiting to hear the problem. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brandon Prosec. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Piggy Kink. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, please follow, like, subscribe, share Entertainment Buffet and the Entertainment Buffet podcast. Thank you guys all for being on this Muppet panel. Much like the Muppets, uh, this is wild, but uh, it was fun to do. So, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Thanks for having us, Brendan. Thank you. Thanks. It's super fun. <laughs> All right. Hashtag Pika Kink and we're Hashtag out. No. <laughs> <laughs>